welcome to the you know show we are two geeks who talk about everything my name is aaron and i'm joined as always by my cousin landon good day back at it again how's your week been man pretty good i was uh i had a busy week with work but um you know i i had some fun things that i got to do here and there i caught up on my last of us episodes that was nice i got to watch the first episode of of the latest and final season of Picard, uh, which mm. I loved. Um, I mean, there was there's a lot of cool things going on. Binge watching Walking Dead from start to finish now that it's over uh, again. Uh, what about you? I did also catch the first episode of Picard, uh, and I'm also caught up on The Last of Us up until, of course, we are recording this on a Sunday evening, so uh tonight's oh, episode watched tonight's. Yeah, yeah, yeah i'll have to catch that tomorrow but uh but picard that season uh premiere was just fantastic guys if you guys are star trek next generation fans this is the season of television you've been waiting 20 years for oh yeah uh, so i the well at least the first episode started out strong right out the gate um i'm hoping that the rest of the season uh right out up. the gate right out the gate like gates mcfadden whether that was intentional or not it was not it's good we're out the gate uh, i'm so funny all right well um so if you are seeing or hearing this episode around the time that it is initially released then you likely know that this past weekend saw the release of the most recent movie in the marvel cinematic universe ant-man and the wasp quantum mania uh that is what we will be getting into this week starting with some general spoiler th- free thoughts um and then you know when we get into the spoilers we'll give you ample warning in case you haven't seen the movie yet so you can scurry along and then come back um along with our spoilery thoughts uh we'll probably take some time to speculate about what the events of this movie could mean for the mcu at large moving forward um okay so like the previous two ant-man films this one was also directed by peyton reed It sees the return of stars Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, a.k.a. the Ant-Man, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne, a.k.a. the Wasp, Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, a.k.a. the original Ant-Man, and Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyne, a.k.a. the original Wasp. Uh, In this third installment, the cast is also joined by Catherine Newton as an aged-up Cassie Lang, along with the big bad of phases five and six, Kang the Conqueror himself, brought to the big screen by the incomparable Jonathan Majors. Uh, There are a few other fresh faces that join the cast, as well as some other familiar faces that are missing this time around. Uh, But we'll get into all that when we start talking spoilers. Um, It has a running time Mm -hmm. of two hours and four minutes. Well worth it. Uh, Quantumania is said to have generated more than $225 million at the box office in its opening weekend. Landon, what are your initial spoiler-free thoughts? Uh, well, um, when I came into it, I was already pretty excited about seeing it and I, you know, got my tickets ahead of time to watch it on Saturday of the opening, fully expecting a packed theater. And I thought to myself, we're going to have to get my family, my family of four, we're going to have to get there early, 30 minutes early. We're going to stand on the line and then we're going to go get those mid seats that we always want to get. All right. So there we go. And we get there. And there's like nobody in the theater. <laughs> there was nobody there. And then and then a couple came in and then the guy's like, you know, says to me, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of all these movies. I don't understand why people don't like this movie. And I'm like, people don't like this movie. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, don't tell me. I don't want to hear it. I don't believe he says, yeah. you know, critics. And I said, oh, I don't listen to those critics anyway. But Rotten Tomatoes crap. <laughs> right, right. So, um, but I went into it with full uh, excitement about it. And I have to say, I was not disappointed. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm telling you, not only did I like it, but my wife, my son, and my daughter liked it. We laughed heartily, and we are super pumped about <clears throat> these next phases. Very good. Uh, so, so you saw it in the evening, though, right? Like, uh, it was a Saturday night. Yeah, it was Saturday about seven o'clock. Yeah, so so that's the kind of showing on a weekend that should be packed on an it opening weekend, be. right? Um, I do live on an island though, so you know. Well, okay, but still, there's a population there, and that population most likely likes Marvel movies. I mean, who, who right? I mean, this is America. 
you would think. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I'm not sure why there was not uh, a whole lot of people at the theater. I know that we probably had a total of maybe at the end, by, by the time this movie started, maybe 12 people in the theater. Oh, wow. House. And that's, so that was it. That's really pathetic. That was horribly pathetic. But tell no, me, Aaron, <laughs> did you like it? Uh, yes, I did. Um, there weren't many people who saw it at my theater, but I went to an 11 a.m. showing on Saturday. Um, and so, you know, typically I like to do that because uh, I don't like big crowds. And usually when you go to an early show uh, on the weekend like that, there there's not many people. Uh, I would yeah. say I would say our uh at least the the cinema you know showing room that i saw it in was maybe a third of the way full okay um so it wasn't it wasn't bad um quick correction there i actually saw it at 5 30 oh not seven so i don't know that makes maybe a big difference that's dinner it time was, it was dinner time maybe that yeah. was it that's right that's right um now i honestly I, I still feel like you should have had more than 12 people people there i would have thought so um i so as for as for my thoughts on it i really enjoyed it um you know i don't understand the the rotten tomatoes part of it uh well in part i do i i get why critics do what they do because they have like a checklist they're going in there they're not looking to be entertained by something they are looking for <laughs> very specific uh things yeah. that they are able to grade on grading a, it right yeah on a, on a one to five or one to 10 scale and, or, you know, whatever their newspaper wants um, or website or blog or wherever they report to. Um, so I, you know, I almost get why some critics will poo poo on something just because they can. I do have theories. I want to expand, expand on when we get into the spoiler territory as to why I think, why I think, well, I don't, it doesn't have to be spoiler territory really, but I think that there's a lot of people that <clears throat> aren't looking at these movies. They're looking for each getting bigger and better. And when you compare anything to the crescendo that ended up in Endgame, and then you're looking for something greater than that at this level, it's like, meh. You know, so if if people are looking for that, I don't I don't know that it's it's gonna be possible. You have to look at these movies. I, I mean, I think about character arts. And I think about the the growth of from Ant Man, the first Ant Man, the second movie, and then now this one. I, I see a, a progression in all characters. I see no huge jumps that were unrealistic to the character. Um, I loved what they did with Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, I mean, there was just you know, aside from the Kang part, you know, even introducing Kang, just the Ant Man <laughs> family. I felt like it did a great job you know, yeah. with all that. So, yeah, I, so now if, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes and look, you'll see that the, there's a very big gap between the, uh, the critic score and the audience score. The audience score, I think is in the eighties at this point. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and the, the critic scores in the forties somewhere. Um, you know, I don't know. I didn't, I, I should have looked before we got on here, but, uh, you know, overall, I think that, uh, that it, Again, it, I, I really enjoyed it. I was very entertained. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think it was the best, like if we're taking the Ant-Man movies as a trilogy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say I think it's the best one in the trilogy. Um, I like that the one, first one the best. Yeah, I think I think I have to get it back to the first one. Um, so good. Because again, like like with for me with Guardians of the Galaxy, Same. it was such a surprise. Yeah. You know, you, you go yeah. into this movie and it's like, who who's Ant-Man? <laughs> and um and so like you know, you go into it and and there were there were a lot of quirks to that first movie that right. uh that they didn't you didn't you didn't see in other Marvel movies. This was it was right. very set apart as uh I mean it was a heist movie for one, and it was a very comedic heist movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas yes, you've got comedic elements in every marvel movie sure right. but um it was it was very different because here you you've cast paul rudd as your lead mm -hmm. and he is very well known as a comedic lead and so this is this is more of a comedy than an action superhero movie than yeah. than what we expect yeah. 
Whereas, you know, now we've gotten to the third one. He has outlived, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame. Uh, he's been through the, the blip and, and everything and, and has missed, you know, years of his daughter's life. So, so things are a little more serious for him these days. Right. Um, so I feel like this movie overall has a, um, a much more serious tone, but it's still at its heart an ant-man movie with with a lot of that same comedic uh sentimentality to it um again to so back to the guardians of the galaxy of it i almost felt like this was was a guardians of the galaxy style movie yeah just with all of the visuals that we got yeah and i mean they're bringing us into this world that we'd never really explored before right um And so, so well, our perspective, they also blew the top off too, because like our perspective before, and even talking about the quantum realm was like, you're going down there and you're completely alone. You know, I mean, there's nothing, right. nothing else down there. And right. then even with Michelle Pfeiffer, when we come to, to meet her, it's as if she's been down there for 30 years alone. And so, you know, you can see without, again, it's not spoiling anything because you can see in the preview, but they're very much not alone you know there's a a whole universe down there yeah there's a society know? there's society, uh, yeah. yeah um and an so, empire and a darth vader you yeah, know and all that. <laughs> there 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 was a, a society before the Lord and then like all of these things yeah so it's it's crazy to, to think about that um uh, so I, I also want to touch on so some of these some of these players i, I really want to get to um Jonathan Majors killed it as Kang. Uh, first of all, I can't wait to see more of him moving forward. I love the father and daughter dynamic between Scott and Cassie. I thought that was like the heart of the movie. Yeah, me uh, too. It was, it was incredible. Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, like you said, did a great job. I agree. I think she had a lot of heavy, heavy lifting uh, with the exposition this time around, uh, but she did a great job with it. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel no. uh, like sit down kids. We're going to tell you a story so that you'll understand what the quantum realm is. Right. Um, now something I was disappointed about, uh, Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly, I feel like kind of got pushed to the side. Um, yeah, I do too. I mean, they still had major roles, but when we're talking about the amount of lines and, and things like, but there, we also had a, a challenge with time. So you're looking at something like Michelle Pfeiffer's role and, and how much dialogue she had in all the different ways she did. I mean, pretty much what else were you going to do? I mean, yeah. I think it, it was pretty hard to to have either character do anything more than they did. I just I, I think it was rough for as 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 a moviegoer. I feel like it was it was hard to watch it and and imagine you know Evangeline Lilly coming in here as the Wasp. She's a title character, right? And yet, I mean, she she really doesn't play a huge role until like the very end. Until the very end, right? And it's just like okay, it's a pretty well, important good, role though. <laughs> good to good to see you there. Uh, Hope, glad you yeah. glad you got come on this adventure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I liked the movie a lot. Uh, I felt like it was a uh, much stronger offering than a lot of what we got throughout Phase Four. Yeah. Um, I, and like I said, I really am uh, particularly excited to see more of Kang. Uh, as that character is developed uh, in future installments. So let's talk for a second before we kind of dive into the movie a little bit more about where we are at in the Marvel uh, universe. Because I think a lot of people get lost in the phases that we're in, especially now there have been series and television shows. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think it's good for us to talk for a second about Kang and our only exposure thus far to Kang, um, which some people may not have seen. You know, they may not have watched Loki, um, where... Loki is the series that's on Disney Plus. Um, pretty much ends up with a Kang variant character, or however you want to say it, um, that's been holding the multiverse at bay. Right. And, um, and you know, this uh, spoil alert for Loki. Uh, this is uh, this is pretty much where that character that um, has been holding the multiverse together is now no longer doing that. And right. so now the multiverse and all of the different Kangs, and Kang is a scientist, and he pretty much is, uh, there's there's thousands of different versions of him. And in all cases, they all are like a, a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. And this story 
zeroes in on one of those, right. one of those kings. Right. So should we do like a, why don't you say a little bit about the phases and where we're at from a phase? So, standpoint? so Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania officially kicks off phase five of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the last, uh, the last anything we got from phase four would have been the holiday special, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special. Uh, the last movie we would have seen Wakanda. was uh, Wakanda Forever. Um, so, and, and then phase four, of course, would have begun with, uh, was it Black Widow? Gosh, it's so long the first ago. Movie? Uh, so long I ago. think officially it began with, uh, WandaVision because that was the first thing to come out post, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. So was Spider-Man Far From Home the end of three? Yes. Yeah, that okay. was. So, I thought so, Endgame was the end of three. No, so Endgame was. I mean, that was that was the climax. Yeah, of Phase sure. Three, but then um, Far From Home was sort of the uh, epilogue to uh, the story we got with Which Phase makes Three. Sense. Yeah. yeah. So then Phase Four kicked off with WandaVision, and then all of those series, as well as the movies that we've seen thus far, and right. then and then here we are now for Phase Five. It's right. already been announced that the that phase five ends with the two movies or one. No, so one phase, five, phase five will not have an Avengers movie. Oh, okay. Uh, phase six, six. is okay. going to have two. It's, so the first one will be uh, Avengers Kang Dynasty. So we already know that Kang is coming back. I mean, right. and so this is this is something they've announced. This is not a spoiler spoiler unless you don't pay attention to what happens at Comic Con. Um, and then after Avengers Kang Dynasty, we'll get our uh, sixth Avengers movie, which they've subtitled uh, Secret Wars. Secret Wars, right. So, um, you know, we're, we've got a lot going, but obviously it's, I mean, we've got multiverse, we've got Kang, and, uh, and there's, a, there's a whole lot of that going on. Um, and so I, from what they've announced so far, of course, we have you know, this Ant-Man movie that's come out, but we also have some Disney um, series expansions like Loki season two. And um, and then there's going to be a um, Captain Marvel too, right? Marvel, uh -huh. family, whatever it's called. And, um, but I, I think there's, there's a lot of undiscovered country for us. A lot of new characters, a lot of expansion on things. We're going to see the Kroll. Scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah. Secret yeah. invasion. Secret invasion. So a lot of, a lot of fun things happening, but um, do you want to go ahead and do our spoiler alert for the movie? All right. Yes. Let is, uh, if, if you've, um, if you have not seen Quantumania yet, this is your chance to duck out, uh, come back to this point. Um, we'll, we'll put the uh, timestamp in the, um, in the description uh, so that you can know when the spoilers are going to start um they're about to start they're they're about to start right right about now uh so in fact, go on go get your ticket see quantum mania and then come back and listen to the rest of this um because now we're going to get into some of the good juicy stuff i've got to say man when i first saw uh darren come come <laughs> back <laughs> mordak more more what is his name modok modok so there's this character at when I go to when we go to Universal Studios in Orlando, um, in the in the Fantastic Four <clears throat> Spider-Man area, there's like all of these comic, like you can see characters all all on the walls, and they show this character. It looks like it's him, like uh, from from, and I'd never heard of him. I never knew who that was. So the kids were just like, "That's that guy, that guy with the big head." Yeah, and I was like, yeah, 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 and then it turns out to be Darren from the first one, you know, the Scorpion guy. So, oh. uh, so yeah. yeah, that's that is very different, I believe, from uh, from Marvel Comics. Okay, uh, this this uh, this new version of of Modok. So, um, <clears throat> Modok is a uh, an acronym. It means mental organism designed only for killing. <laughs> uh, it's not like so, picks it up right away. He's just like, ah, oh, got it. Yeah. So it's like, so 
so we get Corey Stoll back as Darren Cross, who played Yellow Jacket in the first Ant Man movie. That's right. Yeah, Scorpion's one of uh, Spider Man's villains. All all these insects and arachnids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Bunch of bugs. Uh, (laughs) But you thought he was dead in the first one, right? Yeah. He kind of crumples up. But it makes sense that he gets down there and he's got like a bigger head. And all that's left is his head because that's the last thing that shrinks. Yeah. So I got to tell you this, and I know I'm jumping towards the end here, but his his death scene, like (laughs) I'm I'm telling you what, like I'm he's he first there he sits there says so I'm I'm we're like I've seen this as brothers and Paul Paul runs like, uh yeah yeah of course and he's like at least I die an Avenger you know and he's like uh you know. And he does this thing where he puts his hand on Paul Rudd's face, like yeah. that. And, I, and I'm laughing, right? Yeah. So fast forward, my son, who's ten, who's right beside me, right? And I'm watching the movie. He reaches over and he puts his hand <laughs> on my face. <laughs> and he goes, "At least I died." <laughs> and and, and I, we both like bust out laughing. And of course, the other 10 people in the movie at that point, because the joke was over, are not understanding why we are dying laughing. Guys, he's dying. That's not funny. He's like, he puts his little 10-year-old in and goes, at least I died in Avenger. It was hilarious. Um, Son. Yeah, I so so he is he is now MCU the MCU version of Modok. You know whether that is like the end all and be all of what Modok is. I don't know. There was a, a like an the animated series um, that uh, that came on. I think it was Hulu a couple of years ago. Pat Oswalt was the voice of of Modok. Um, of course, Who's you know Pat Oswalt. You don't know who Pat Oswalt is? Of course I do. Who doesn't know who who is he? He's the voice of adult Adam on the Goldbergs. He was Spence oh. on King of Queens. Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah. just you still don't know who he is. Movies. All right. So anyway, he was the voice of Modoc. There we go. On this cartoon. Um, I actually never saw any of the cartoon. It's not, it doesn't actually tie into the MCU at all. Um, so like I said, I don't really know much about his uh origin in the in the comics i just know i'm i'm fairly certain he's not a, a different version of yellow jacket yeah but it was good i thought it was well inserted it wasn't forced to me i think no i, 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 I liked having the character there i was okay yeah. with it the only thing i didn't like so this was if i'm gonna complain about the cgi in this movie at all it's gonna be it with his face yeah it, it looked like a bad tiktok filter it really did he they didn't do a very good job with no it. no I, I didn't think so either um but uh, it was it was a little yeah it was pretty cheesy um i did think that it was cool seeing bill murray in it you know yes. bill, bill murray did a great appearance um <laughs> and you know it was a very for otherwise forgettable character her connection to you know fighting the against you know kang and all that stuff and right but he of course makes himself more than what a what a forgettable character would be sure my favorite line was you're like, are you human? He's like, in all the ways that matter. And he looks over at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I laughed at that. He's so Bill Murray. So it's great. Yeah. Uh he was he was Lord Krylar, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, obviously he has a history with Janet. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that could have been a very forgettable character. Um, because he's he only has what, like yeah, six when, minutes of screen time. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't much, <laughs> but did you also get the the stormtrooper vibe? Oh yeah, from uh, from uh, what's his name's Kang's, Kang's yeah. soldiers, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, very very much a stormtrooper. And then of course the whole city, it was much like a very Star Wars Empire kind of a vibe. Um, I uh, I I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, I think the other thing that stood out to me was the part at the very beginning. Um, well, not the very beginning, but once they get down there and and Scott and and his daughter meet the 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 people, the you know, all the the group of people, the there. freedom fighters, the freedom the rebels. Fighters. Um, I thought that that was pretty awesome. I thought that it was hilarious to me. The one who was like asking about all the holes, you have seven holes. And then Paul Rudd's like, no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's like, yeah. takes a minute to think about it. 
um i was i was pleasantly surprised to see william jackson harper on there um who is cheaty from the good place did you ever watch that no oh hilarious show you oh yeah like theology's way out there as far yeah, as yeah, like yeah. you know afterlife is that but, the one with uh ted Danson and yeah um, ted Danson, kristen bell kristen bell yeah 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 fantastic show it's 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 so funny um four seasons has a beginning middle and end it is a, so it who, is a great show who is, who is he was he the voice of the little blob guy no 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 he was the um the telepath oh that guy yeah 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 yeah. so uh so i was i was pleasantly surprised to see him um and uh yeah that that whole that whole pack of of freedom fighters i thought was great the 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 blob guy the voice of his voice was uh i can never get his name right david that uh I'm, i'm butchering his name but he was he was in the first two Ant Man movies. He's the the Russian ex con. Oh, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. <laughs> oh my kid! My kids were so disappointed that they didn't have him or the other guy who does yeah. the great stories. They were, yeah. they were like, oh, I like him because yeah. that was I was going to say that. So so we have the those missing faces. Yeah, uh, we don't see that trio at all. Um, I mean, I'm not disappointed they weren't there because. The, it was, the it was most over. of the movie took done. place in the in the quantum realm. Right, it wouldn't have made sense for either any of them to be there. But no, and the jokes I loved Michael Pena's stories. It's you know, so funny. He just he goes into this long drawn out story, and then getting the 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 lip sync with, with his voice dubbing over all Everybody these other else's. actors. It, I, it's I always funny. If they had done it, even if they had done it at the beginning or the end of the movie, I I don't know that I would have appreciated it. Uh, because it's just it's been done you know it's right. been done and double done and so you know it's it's good you know it's like at, at this point like i i remember walking out of the theater and I'm, I'm thinking i'm disappointed that they weren't there because they they made so much of the the um comedy comic relief in the first two movies right uh, but then i was like you know what if they had been in it i'd complain about that too Right. So that's, so that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. There's just there's no way to win there. Um, I was also a little surprised we didn't see, um, Judy Greer or uh, Bobby Cannavale me, show me up too. I, uh, I as too. Cassie's mom and stepdad. I I really thought I didn't think they'd have a big role. Obviously, they're not going to the quantum realm with everybody else. But right. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that they did not show up, especially there at the end when they're celebrating Cassie's birthday. Right. There's that. And then there was also um, when she went to jail. I mean, you would have thought that, you know, the stepdad would have been, you know, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that that was both of those were were very surprising. But, you know, I mean, I I get it. I mean, and there was a lot to pack in. I was surprised that the movie and I was pleasantly surprised that the movie was not longer than two hours. Um, because typically we're facing it not being that way, you know, it goes yeah. on and on. And I think they did a pretty good job of fitting it into two hours. Um, I have to say that Majors, um, who played King, um, he, his timing, his dialogue timing is pretty fantastic. Yeah. I mean, what, what a hard thing to follow with like Thanos and to build this up and to be a person who is the way that he is in this movie it 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 really requires you not to try too hard you got to be very careful not to force stuff uh and let it to to kind of grow organically and i feel like he pulled that off yeah the way that he was with michelle pfeiffer the way that his character was and his resolve about being the conqueror i mean he's hiding really great like huh? hiding all of that from her right. when when she's helping him try to figure out how to get his uh ship to work again it's um <clears throat> you know she is for her she's found a friend right and and found you know a sense of hope that she can get back home right without you know uh hank trying to figure out how to find her right um and really i mean at this point I, I guess in the history they they just assumed that uh, that Janet was dead when right. she when she shrunk down and and vanished like to the quantum realm. There's no way back. 
Right. And it wasn't until the end of, of Ant-Man that they realized when Scott came back that it is possible to come back from the quantum realm. Right. Um, so, so she's trapped down there thinking there's no way out. And, you know, this guy comes along, gives her hope, becomes her friend. And then she gets a glimpse of what's really in his mind. And she sees him for the monster that he really is. Right. And, and what, a, what a turnaround. I mean, for him to to go from being this incredibly trustworthy individual to just a horrible genocidal maniac. Well, yeah. I mean, and you think about like what was really cool about it is anyone who watched Loki and saw him at the end of Loki and he was kind of in a lunacy state, you know, uh, and and for who that variant was. But it was a very soft reasonable thoughtful mm -hmm. person and and by no means a threatening person yeah. you know so then you come into this movie you see him at the very beginning and then you see him as she describes him and as she met him and again you get that same reasonable friend trusting person and then at that point once she sees who he really is um it's like oh Oh, here you go. And, it, and it, again, it wasn't forced. It wasn't like, hey, here's your big bad guy. Chew on this for a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? It was something that I could. And, you know, I've said this before about movies when they have too much dialogue for things that don't need to, to happen. I feel like this allowed me a moment to, to kind of graduate <laughs> my own thoughts and look at him and go, there he is. Genocidal maniac right there. Yeah. Sociopath. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And 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 seeing those those scenes of I guess what would have been that Kang variant's past and and the uh the atrocities he's committed, um, just those those like flashes of of who he is, um was just incredible. I'm reminded of because I'm watching Daredevil with Daphne <laughs> and um and when watching the calm nature, you watch Daredevil, right? Oh yeah. All right. So you remember the calm nature of Fisk and how he he was with his with Vanessa. Be, yeah, Vanessa. And so he's got this calm nature. And when he's describing what he does in the city and the way it is to her and his mindset about, you know, burning it down, killing it even so that it can grow back to what he envisions the greatness of the city being, it makes me think about Kang. It I mean, I think about this same you know megalomaniac kind of lex luther mentality where you know it's like i really am the only one who understands what this city needs and it's mine to prune and clip and kill and destroy and regrow and there's there's no remorse or thought or question and and of course with kang it's on a beyond even a universe scale it's in a, it's multiverse, a multiverse scale, scale yeah yeah. yeah that's uh yeah when um uh, when he first took the role um i don't know if it was an interview that he gave or that somebody else like whoever cast him gave but uh you know they they sort of uh described kang in in light of um someone like alexander the great uh who was you know this this megalomaniac who who had his eyes on world domination right and um and so that's that's the kind of of mentality we want we want kang to have that that he is it is it is his uh just <laughs> to, to steal a phrase from loki he's burdened with glorious purpose uh yeah. or, or whatever um to you know this is <laughs> this is his birthright to to yeah. not only uh conquer the world but conquer the multiverse and um this you know this is just the start of of right. his story and that is crazy to me i i don't know i don't know what's next um i, I think we should get into this uh the mid and post credits uh scenes that we have with this one yeah. uh of course the mid 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 credit scene uh we see what uh I would assume is called the Council of Kangs. I mean, that feels safe, like a safe, safe. Did they? They didn't they call were, it. Did they call it that? No, I don't know if they did. But I do think it's. I mean, 
so if there if there's anything that I'm skeptical about, I, it's and it's it's mainly because maybe in my naivety, I'm like, how are you going to pull this off when you have that many bad guys, you know, that are the same guy? But I mean, it's it's hard to get a focal point, you know, on on that kind of action. So I'm kind of like, how are you going to do this? You know, because you're attacking all of them. I appreciated the idea of what happened with Scott and Hope when they were at the end of this movie, had all of their variants and it all sucked into one. Right. And so I could see how maybe there would be something like that in our future with Kang. But if it's going to be like having the Egyptian one and, you know, having the you know orient or asian one you know i i, I don't it's going to be hard it's going to be hard for me to to see where this is going or or even to to build on some sort of crescendo without watching something well you see know, I'm, I don't know. and i'm not sure how that how that works out because you know as if you'll recall from the end from uh you know when we saw him at the end of loki uh he's describing the reason why this variant that we saw in Loki, the, the reason why he prunes the timeline so that there is one sacred timeline is so there won't be multiple versions of him because he, his, his, you know, every variant of him is the reason why there was a multiversal war in the first place. Well, right. And he, and he admits that. Yeah. And they were and, fighting each other. Right. And so, so at this point, if you've got a council of Kangs, and they all have the same mentality of I'm going to take over the multiverse. They got to fight each other at some point. They, they can't work together. And they didn't seem like they were doing that here. No, you know, no. at this point, it looks like it looks like they're gathering for some cause, some purpose uh, informational because because this council is they're the ones who banished Kang that we saw throughout the quantum or throughout quantum mania they're the ones who who banished him exiled him to the quantum realm so that which, he would not be a threat to them which i don't know that we can really consider that he is dead because the truth i mean first of all of course you have scott being like is he is he dead you know of course you have that but the other side of it too if they shrunk both him and the device down to the same scale even at a much smaller scale is it not still usable? I mean, I I just wonder. I mean, the whole issue with the power source was it was too big, right? And it was exploded out. And so you're trying to get it back to its right size to fit into the ship. But if he was brought down and he was shrunk with the device all the way down, could he not still be alive? I don't know. I So during that mid-credits scene when those three uh, Kangs were talking, it it sounds like they are certain that the exile king was was killed okay. so so i would yeah. i would say if if anyone knows kang knows yeah and so uh i would i would say that that we can confidently say that the king that we knew in quantum mania is gone so but, we got two kings gone but now we're opened up to a whole bunch more kings right so now so now we understand the real threat that kang you know can can become to you know our heroes in in the marvel cinematic universe yeah so uh Did you it's... catch the um the part where um king and quantumania had said um avengers yes i've i've fought avengers yeah is that the one with the hammer you know what i mean but yeah, as are you the one with the hammer fought and killed other multiverse versions of the avengers Did right you that yeah. yeah, I mean, he he specifically asked Scott, "Have I killed you before?" Right. Yeah. Like right. Scott would know. I mean, he's obviously you haven't killed him before because he's from a universe where you haven't been yet. Right. Um, Very so, interesting yeah, that kind it's of dialogue. That you know, obviously, this is a Kang who has been to other timelines, uh, other realities where he did fight the Avengers and win. Yeah. What did you think about the second post-credit scene for Loki? Uh, so that felt like a commercial for season two of Loki, of course, which I'm okay with. 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, see, I feel like that's what the purpose of these post credits scenes should be. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not angry if you give us a a post credit scene or, um, or a mid credit scene. That's, that's just like attacked on, this will be funny, uh, you know, kind of like, like the shawarma thing or uh, the end of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming where uh, Captain America is talking and said, so here we are. You're at the end and it may not have turned out the way you wanted. Maybe you're a little disappointed because you waited for something for so long and, and now you're not getting it. The best one was after Avengers when they're eating the food when they're eating the food yeah the, the shawarma yeah that, that's the best one yeah i love the, that so i mean i'm not mad at it when it does that but i think the purpose of the the post credit scene should really be this is what's coming like yeah. this is this is what you can expect to happen uh maybe not in the next you know movie or show that's coming but, but down the line but down the line this is what yeah you're you're gonna see this and so so i'm i'm glad that you know this movie I feel like Quantumania stands alone. Uh, it is it is a it is a good you know a well told story from beginning middle to end, and it is not it did not feel like a two hour commercial for Secret Invasion or Kang Dynasty no. or anything that's coming next. Yeah, I think it was a theatrical introduction, you know. And so if you say that Loki was a a series introduction to Kang, you know, but again, you don't have to see loki to be able to continue watching these movies and you really don't necessarily need to see uh quantum mania um although i think it's good for anybody to see them but i right. i do think they're doing like they did with the infinity stones they're they're doing these little seeds you know so right. that we can put it together you know as we and that's and that's what advance. they need to do that and again and again like you you pointed this out at the beginning of people you know people who watch these movies and and are complaining that it's not you're not getting that epic experience like you did with Endgame or with Infinity War. And it's like, well, it took them 10 years to build up to Endgame and yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. And, and, and we didn't you know, know. There's you know? there have got to be the the building blocks first. And yeah. and you have to remember that you enjoyed those original movies. Right. Just you know, now just because you've experienced Endgame does not mean you're gonna get an endgame every time you go see a Marvel movie. Right. And uh I don't I, I don't get why people aren't okay with that. I think that's why so many people complained about so many of the the things we got out of phase four. Right. I found phase four to be perfectly fine. It was, it was I entertaining. It. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't say there's a single movie or TV show that I just, I absolutely did not like. I, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. every bit Agreed. of it. Agreed. And and I like what they're doing that you know they're able to expand the Marvel universe in such a way that they can they can experiment with different genres and you know just because just because you know they make she-hulk which is uh, obviously a comedy you know that may not be your cup of tea so uh wait around yeah. and uh and secret invasion yeah, will come along some, something for everyone right and, you know the original the, the original phases kind of did that as well because you look at something like captain america the first avenger and it definitely dealt far more with um, or even just any of the Captain America movies, it's got a very, uh, it's got a politics, war kind of a, you know, government feel feel to it, yeah. as opposed to Thor. You know, Thor is very much ethereal, pure you know, like high fantasy. Yeah, high fantasy, and you've got you know Iron Man, which is tech. You uh-huh. know, it's, it's all tech, and 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 now we expand and we've got like Guardians of the Galaxy and that kind of humor. You know, you've got Ant-Man and that kind of humor. And I, I agree, man. I think that you've got so many different genres and they've got to do that to survive with it. And if yeah. you're an enthusiast, you can watch them all and appreciate, you know, every bit of it. But if you're got a certain type that you like more, well, that's okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, they're they're trying to design these things so that, you know, of course they want everybody to watch every bit of it, but they're designing it in a way so that you don't necessarily have to see every single thing to understand what's going on and to enjoy, you know, just because, you know, if, if I hadn't seen black widow or Thor love and thunder, but I went to see quantum mania, I wouldn't have been lost. No, you, know? you wouldn't be lost. No, it, it no. wouldn't have mattered. So one of the um, things that I appreciate about the movies is that 
they also educate um, our society on on key points that are relevant to today. I feel like both, um, you know, a lot of these movies that have come out of phase phase four have had to do with grief, you know, and you're talking about, you know, just looking at at Far From Home and you look at Wakanda Forever and you look at Thor Love and Thunder. I mean, there's there's the processing of grief um, and, and that's been great, you know, for how they do it. I also think that, you know, there's been um, plenty of things with the humor that they've done to be able to expand where you can you can be a character and you can laugh at yourself. You know, Paul Rudd joking about his book and they're like, oh, have you mentioned your book? You know, <laughs> oh, I didn't know you wrote a book. You, you wrote you a book? Write a book on that, you know, you know, and and they make fun of themselves in a, in a great way. And so, yeah, I'm I'm an enthusiast, as you know, I'll, I'm going to love them all. Um, I haven't found one that I can't find something that I that I don't like out of it. Um, all right, let's talk about some speculation. What's coming? Uh, what, do, what do we see happening uh, in the future? So I think it's a safe bet that we'll see Kang in season two of Loki. That's, I'm yeah. much, that's, a, that's a gimme. Yeah. Um, and I think it's likely we'll see several variants of Kang, um, not just this one that we saw in the post credits, but I think we'll see, I think we'll see multiple versions. Um, yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how all of that um plays its part as we move forward and i'm curious i I haven't i haven't seen you know what the the cast list looks like but i know that short round from uh temple of doom is uh gonna be in loki season two as well oh i'm so glad i'm so glad to see him back reintroduced into into the cinema world uh, or at least in acting um i do think that i i'm anticipating that kang will be treated as a toxic element in all different forms of society. I What I believe is being put before me is the idea that there is a mentality, there is a person, a type of person, a variant, a way, whether it's a, a Hitler-esque way um, in society, and it must be stopped. It must be stopped in all of its many ways, shapes, or forms. I would imagine that's, that's kind of part of what's being fed to us and if we're having a whole bunch of different variants of kang i think that that's what we're going to see we're going to see the toxic uh nature of what he's doing and manipulating and affecting and coercing you know in all the different ways that he is i think loki will reveal a, a bit more of that um what's interesting about the other movies is obviously this is all going to come to a head and so as we're looking at movies like the secret invasion or show, sorry, secret invasion is a show or a movie show, right? Show. Yeah. Or, um, <coughs> you know, what's, uh, what, what's on, what's slate. We got guardians of the galaxy three, you right. know, and you know, there's some of this stuff. I don't know about you, but I had thought that maybe Paul Rudd was out. I thought that Ant-Man was going to die. They kind of put it, put it before us like that. Yeah, I was a little surprised that there were no uh, major deaths in this yeah, movie. Except for the bottlehead guy. That was it? Um, that was not a major death. He was, he was barely in the movie. He still had a very powerful move. <laughs> Doesn't no, mean but, it was a powerful him character. And Darren, you know, that was, that was really it. I was surprised at the death count. But, I mean, and even you look at Loki, you know, you, you think characters are dead. You know, and then they're really not dead. Yeah, they just you know? show up so, at the end of time. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> um, but I, um, I don't know. I well, tell tell me more. What what are the ones you know that are coming? The movies that are coming. All right. So, I was going to say this. It feels like uh, Marvel Studios is slowing things down a little bit. Um, I do know when when Feige introduced the you know the timeline for Phase Five and Six. Um, you know part of what they want to go for at this point is quality over quantity which you know seemed to be the opposite with with phase four i think they got a lot of a lot of criticism for putting too much out too quickly right um and so so i think they're they're slowing things down uh i think they had more on the slate for for this year as far as disney plus series go but i think right now the only shows that we're guaranteed for 2023 are Secret Invasion and Loki. 
Um, I think it's likely we'll get another season of what if before the end of the year. And I think oh, it's likely so that we'll get um, maybe uh, the uh, Agatha Coven of Chaos or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, depends on how quickly they can get that filmed. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as far as movies go, we've got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and then the Captain Marvel sequel coming up in November, I think. Is that it? And that's it for this year, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was going to say, so because we've kind of progressed a lot with all the different shows that have come out. So we only got like five or six things that are slated that we know of. Right. You know, and other so, than, of course, the last two movies. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're slowing things down. I think that's, that's on purpose. Um, and I, I hope that that does lead to, uh, like we say, quality over quantity. Um, or, I mean, the question has to be asked, could the, could the market just be oversaturated with superhero content? I mean, cause it seems like we're getting between Marvel and DC and, and, you know, even the occasional other outlet that may come out like a, a, a hellboy or something you know it's we're 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 getting something super heroic all the time right uh you know i mean it it's just it just seems like is it too much uh right. personally i don't care give it to I me mean, every that's day. you and me keep, keep, <laughs> I mean, keep them coming um <laughs> keep going. you know i'm I, I don't want this this uh superhero train to to slow down until i get another decent superman movie after that i don't care <laughs> but um <clears throat> yeah you know it's it, the the question has to be asked you know because because these things do happen that uh you know there there are certain cycles in hollywood with with the way that that movies are are made and uh the way the stories are told there's nothing original there never has been i mean everything's a variation of of certain different plot elements but uh you know it's just it's it's i'm enjoy the ride while we got it that's all i'm saying i wonder though i don't i don't know that there there's always been the preoccupation with the superman you know what i mean and in whatever way shape or form that is um, the ability to fly, the ability to have powers beyond, the ability to read minds, the ability to have telekinetic power, the ability to have things beyond our microcosm. You know, there I I feel like these are honestly ongoing things. And of course, you'll have the occasional plague by Camus, you know, where everything's just everybody dies and it sucks. You know, I mean, you just have stuff like that in society and in literature and in movies that's just going to happen. And sometimes that's healthy. Sometimes it's health, health, healthy to have a little dose of reality. But I think by and large, you know, since mythology, I mean, we've and even before, we've always been preoccupied with being beyond what we are, you know, and I, th I think I think so long as we're having not necessarily original content, because like you said, it's all, you know, nothing's new under the sun. If we're having the quality, if they truly do follow that, you know, we, we could be, we could have a lot to look forward to, you know, we'll see. Do you think we, we could trust uh, ourselves in Foggy? Do you think we'll get uh, another Ant-Man sequel? Do you think there'll be another solo movie for Ant-Man or is this it for him? Do you think the, the rest of his story will be told in Avengers movies? I would like to think that this was the end. I, I really think that it's probably, in my opinion, not wise to have more than three yeah. for anybody um i but i mean you know it just depends if somebody latches on i mean look at look at the iron man movies you're just like yeah three well that was three and then but we got four thor movies we're gonna get another captain america movie well right right but you know again you look at that stuff and you're changing characters right i mean you're changing characters for captain america Thor is hard because you know you look at Dark World and and it's like ugh, does know, that really count? <laughs> does it have to count? You know, and Love and Thunder was not necessarily completely a Thor movie as it had to do with you know handling Jane. You know, so it it doesn't feel like a conclusion. Um, and I'm definitely not looking forward to seeing Russell Crowe as Zeus again. Um, I really wish that would never happen, but I think that 
that could tie him off. I don't I think don't we would. I don't think we'll see him come back as Zeus, but we'll definitely see um, the sun. We'll see Hercules for sure. Which is fine for me because isn't that the actor who's from uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Roy, Roy Kent. I could listen to listen to him talk all the time. Boy. Boy. <laughs> Leave Knight alone. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about that new season coming out. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think so, we covered it good. So, no, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, what question, you got? Questions left unanswered. Please. Are there, do you have any questions left unanswered after the trilogy of Ant-Man movies that have come and gone now? I've got one. Let me think real quick. Share your one. Let me think what you're talking. I still want to know who Walton Goggins was working for in the last movie in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because he was obviously working for somebody trying to get his hands on Pym's laboratory. But we never found out who his, who his buyer was. Oh, you know, and what I want to surprise me if that was Julia Louise Dreyfus. Ooh, good call. I'll bet it's Valentine. Oh, Val. Okay. I'll, I'll go along with that. If they, if they reveal that, I'm okay with that. <clears throat> yeah. Cause we've got a whole thing we've got to deal with. I'm okay with a Captain America movie where we can flush her out and get more. I feel like I've been teased a little bit about her role. Now, how you get her. And their world somehow connected to this Kang thing is beyond me. I don't uh, know how you do that. I know. think I think we'll get more of her in the Thunderbolts more yeah, than we'll yeah. get her in uh, in New World Order. I mean, I think they'll lead into each other, yeah. And sure. I think she'll I'm sure she'll play a role in, in some way. But I think her biggest her biggest role to date, I think, will be in Thunderbolts because she is she's the one who's cobbling that team together. Do you, do you know if there's one character that I would love to come back, um, it would be Black Widow. For, for, for her to come back, for Nat to come back, um, would be really cool for me. Even if it's in the multiverse situation where she plops in just like she did in What If. You know, that she would died. be... I don't want her to be dead. I don't like it. But It um, should have been Hawkeye! <laughs> yeah, it should have been. Especially, it should have been Hawkeye because of the haircut. You know, that alone, you know, was enough to, for him for him to. I, don't know, I thought the haircut was pretty cool. I'm going to think about doing that to my hair. All right. You ready for trivia? Let's do trivia. Trivia. And then we are wrapping this up, man. It was a good discussion. Good discussion about Quantumania. It was a good movie. Yeah. All right. As of this film's release, how many movies have hit the big screen in the MCU? And how does that number relate to Scott Lang's former employer? Thirty-six flavors. Thirty-one flavors. Baskin Robbins. Thirty-one. Oh, that was the hint, though. Baskin Robbins. The was the. Don't mess around. Baskin Robbins don't mess around. (laughs) (laughs) Baskin Robbins always knows. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the next film due to hit the big screen for the MCU. One more movie is scheduled to be released this year. What is its title? Marvel. Marvel. I can't remember what. All right, hold on. on. There's Miss Marvel. We have have established that it's the Captain Marvel sequel. Yes, but I'm trying to remember. So it's yeah. So you got Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. It's like the Marvels. That is exactly it. Oh, the Marvels. Woo! The Marvels. All right. The first time we saw Jonathan Majors in the MCU was in the season finale of Loki. However, we are not introduced to him as Kang. But as who? Um, uh, Character was always referred to as a title rather than a name. Right, right. The um, John. Uh, John. (laughs) That's a name. Um, Oh, man. Let's see. It was something like. 
Oh, my. I've been playing Fallen Fallen Order, so I want to say like the Inquisitor, but it's not that. <laughs> it's like uh uh I can't remember. Go ahead, what you got? He who remains. He who remains, he who must not be named. He who remains. <laughs> you know who. Uh <clears throat> I mentioned it earlier, but what does Modoc stand for? Kill. <laughs> something uh master of defense to defensive kills the so close you're you're so close you're gonna kick yourself mental Mas- organism designed only for killing mental organism oh okay all right all right last question not really a question but i'm gonna six degrees of kevin bacon you paul rudd to kevin bacon and if you do it right you can do it in two connections paul rudd to kevin bacon uh am i going clueless i mean if you want to that's not going to get you two connections but you do whatever you want, man. As long as you can get it in six, I'll give you the point. All right. So if I go. <clears throat> All right. To Alicia Silverstone. And Clueless. Alicia Silverstone to. Ariella's and Crush. Ariella's to uh, oh, oh man, 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 man. Uh, go Alicia Silverstone to come on, Kevin Bacon. Where are you at, man? What you at, Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Have you even done any movies? Come on. <laughs> For the last question, the, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me think here. Let me think here. Let me think here. Okay, so um oh god. And that and then then into Man, I don't think I can do it in six. Just thinking about it. All right. You can do it in two movies that both came out in the 21st century. Both came out in the 21st century? Yeah. Within the last within the last 23 years, you can you can do it with with two movies. Really within the last 15 years. Did you just know this? Like you just knew? Yeah. Or did you look it up? You just knew it. Yeah. I had to think about it, but yeah. It's the Paul Rudd, like trying to think of like Paul Rudd. And I can't use like the holiday special, right? Right, no. <laughs> oh well. Using using films only, no TV shows, no specials. But major it's motion gonna pictures. be in in this in this time period. So Kevin Baker, are you going to Marvel movies? Are you saying Kevin Bacon and in first class? No. What are you using Kevin Bacon for in the in, in the last 23 years? You know, he's been in other movies than X-Men First Class. <laughs> that wasn't his only movie that he did in the last 20 years. He's, he's been busy. He's he's done things. <laughs> I've not watched much that he's done outside of that movie in the last 23 years. I mean, All for right. me, his his film catalog is is Footloose, Trimmers, and X-Men First Class. That's it. <laughs> That's actually pretty true. <laughs> that is, and then what's that? What's that one with uh, where, where he and that guy were in Wild Wild Things? The movie, that movie with Nev Campbell, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't forget about that one. Him and uh, uh, him and Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Yeah, I forgot about that one. 
the river wild i mean you know oh the river wild you got meryl streep the river wild that was a good one don't forget about uh, a few good men i mean dude course you've always got a few good men that's true but i don't really think of him when i think of a few good men but i haven't watched in a long time he's the prosecuting attorney he's very important i didn't really i know (laughs) but it's more focused on all right well do you want do you want the the two-step yeah give me the two-step paul rudd to steve carell in any number of movies anchorman anchorman 2 dinner for schmucks 40 year old virgin all right so you got paul rudd to steve carell yeah to kevin bacon in crazy stupid love i don't think i ever watched crazy stupid love oh dude you have got to watch crazy stupid love but i like crazy you, stupid you love? and your wife need to watch crazy stupid love and you need to watch it just to get to the point at like maybe 15 minutes before the end of the movie there is this scene where everything in the movie culminates in the backyard of the house and it is the greatest scene in cinematic history i tell you not i i'm crazy stupid love crazy stupid love okay steve carell julianne moore ryan gosling emma stone it's really like ryan gosling it is a fantastic movie i can't believe you haven't seen it i can't believe your wife hasn't made you watch it you have it will surprise me if she hasn't seen it you have tantalized no, she hasn't seen it. I don't think. Yeah, uh, well, you need to find out. And if you haven't seen it, watch it together. I promise you, when you get to that scene, you will text me and you'll be like, dude, you're right. This is the greatest scene on film <laughs> ever recorded. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Such a, seriously, such a great movie. Audience, if you agree with me, get on here, leave comments, five stars. Crazy Stupid Love, one of the greatest rom-coms in history. It Shablam. really is. Crazy it's so good. Love. And Quantumania. <laughs> Not a rom-com, but very no, good. Very good so movie. Good. Uh, yeah, if you uh, if you have gotten a chance to see Quantumania, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, what do you think of Kang? What do you think of Jonathan Majors as this, uh, this conquering um, bad guy? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him in Creed 3 here in a couple of weeks um plan i don't know if he you call him the the villain uh but he is certainly the antagonist of the movie uh fighting against michael b jordan's adonis creed um looking forward to that uh if you have seen uh lovecraft country which was on hbo uh a couple of years ago he was the main character in that jonathan majors fantastic actor um so i'm looking forward to seeing more more of him as kang um but yeah let us know what you think uh leave some comments um all over the place find us on the social media landon any uh final thoughts before we depart have a great week you too enjoy uh your 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 um yeah whatever you're doing uh and have a great whatever it is wherever you are there you go bye-bye